Welcome back to Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we are sponsored by Rube's Brews. Please check them out on Instagram and or Facebook for uh, updates. Uh, anyway, um, so here today, um, we don't do this very often, but we are actually recording um, at my job at the Mansfield Star Center today. Um, there's a big tournament going on this weekend. I believe it is the uh, DSTHL playoffs. But uh, one of the good things about having these playoffs here is that uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in and out of the building. And it just so happens, came across somebody that was going to be here this weekend. And I know he's a busy man, but the season is winding down. So he found some time for me. Um, he has been on the show before. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, and from uh, a lot of what I heard from you guys, you really enjoyed it as well. Uh, we didn't even probably get, uh, I don't know, that episode was probably an hour and a half, something like that, and we didn't cover nearly enough, so we needed to have Mr. Boris Vince. Vince? Vince? I can never say your last name properly. Pretty close. Vince. Vince. Like, yeah. you kind of have to, like, let it go at the end. Vince? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always just call you Boris, but uh, Boris, thank you for sitting down with me again. Well, thank you for having me. Well, because we had we talked about this. I think it was at the uh, uh, the memorial game. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago that uh, uh, you were playing in, and right. uh, you told me that you were going to be down here this weekend. And so I'm glad that you uh, followed through with this and, and sat down, so we could kind of uh, finish your story. Um, and I don't want to go back and and do the whole you know from your beginning story because there's a whole episode that already has that in there. But can you kind of just do a brief? Um, what you're doing now and who you are for the people that don't know. Well, I'm uh, coaching hockey. Yes, we know you. You're, <laughs> most people know that you're a hockey coach. Uh, so you know what rinks are you at? What are you doing? What I'm, you know, I'm. I've been coaching in DFW since 1999. Mm -hmm. um, went through coaching education program. Went through coaching in travel on the travel level for. About 15 years, coached thousand plus games on the, on the travel level, on the A, AA, B levels. Mm -hmm. Um, after that, I, <clears throat> I, I took a pause from coaching actually a teams and, uh, and, uh, joined the DSMHL development program, which they started, um, at all star centers. And, you know, it's, it's been, uh, going back to the grassroots, it's been a lot of fun, mm -hmm. um, working with, uh, with the beginners and, and having seen, having seen players develop and moving on, um, with their progression skills. Um, so right now I'm coaching, uh, as a, as a developmental coach on doing private lessons, mm -hmm. uh, between Euless and, uh, farmers branch rings. Yeah. And then we just wrapped up. I've been part of, uh, 6U, 8U, DSMHL development as a age group coordinator at farmers branch. Yeah. And, uh, same at the Euless ring with working with the tenure group. Well, and I, I know we talked about this too, when I saw you at the, uh, Memorial game, and I hope that you know that I was being genuine, um, but you used to be down in Mansfield more often and now you're not. Um, and you know, it's just, I, I miss you being around for us. It's like, I was used to, I was used to seeing you almost every day. And I just, I feel like I almost just got too content. And then, you know, as soon as you left, I, I knew, I knew something was missing. There was just something around the rink that was missing, but I, I'm glad that it's, it's, it's nothing to do with Mansfield. You just have, you are so busy with your two other rinks. Um, but we do miss you and, and we talk about you a lot in good ways in positive ways. Yeah, no, thank you. Absolutely. And I enjoy that 
previous season being part of the Mansfield uh, hockey family here. Um, then in the off season, you know, I, I had to kind of look at the things where, where things are going, where things are heading. And, mm -hmm. um, it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense last season. Yeah. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of stretches. I was, uh, at the different rinks, uh, pretty much seven days, seven days a week. And, yeah. uh, you know, there is only so much time and, um, yeah. so I had to make some adjustments and, you know, one of them was that unfortunately I wasn't be able to be part of, um, right. Mansfield group development, but again, you know, I'm, yeah. we are still in touch with Mild. Yeah. But when, uh, when, so, but when you stretch yourself too thin, you're really not able to do your job, you know, the way that you kind of need to, you yeah. know? I've done that before where I've kind of bit off a little bit more than I can chew because I love to coach and I love anything that has to do with hockey. But sometimes I have this thing where it's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And then, you know, sometimes you don't have uh, uh, the same amount of strength to do those things that you normally right, would. So right. I don't think that it's necessarily a bad idea. I'm just speaking selfishly for myself. Uh, just miss you a lot. But um, Boris, I did want to get into something because after your previous episode, I had, because um, you, you, there's a lot of people down here that know you. And I feel like when we have certain guests down here that are really well known i usually get like you know a lot of messages or people come up to me and they'll be like hey you know that one was good um, but a lot of people said that your episode was good but one thing that they wanted a little bit more and we were kind of getting into it at like the towards the end of the episode um but they i they wanted to know more about your time um over in slovakia it's slovakia correct yes that is correct yeah slovakia. So, the, so a little bit more i knew that we had kind of talked about you um you were playing soccer and hockey and you kind of needed to uh, make a decision of which one of those you were going to do. So you, you chose hockey, um, but can you kind of talk about um, your time growing up there and then kind of uh, continuing to play for, you know, for the country itself? Yeah. So yeah, I was, you know, very, very active as a kid. You know, we played soccer, hockey outside on the street, you know, in the backyard, riding a bike. Um, I actually, this came up pretty frequently, but I started skiing actually way before, um, I start skating and playing hockey. Yeah. Just, well, well, that probably led into being a pretty decent skater, you know, the cut pretty similar. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because, um, there is a tradition in Slovakia where, uh, I think it's the second year of high school, mm -hmm. like all the kids, they, they go through a, a ski trip. Uh, for a week long, mm -hmm. um, and then naturally PE teachers are, are instructors, but there's only so many PE teachers. And, you know, if you have 60 to hundred kids on the, on the, on the ski trip, they need more instructors. Yeah. And my mom, even though she was, you know, history, languages, philosophy teacher, she, she was a pretty good skier and, mm -hmm. and, and being a teacher, she was helping out as instructor. Yeah. And before me being involved actively in any, any sports, um, I was, I was going along. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. So when's, uh, cause I, uh, my dad's side of the family, they, they ski quite a bit and, uh, my, uh, my stepsister, I'm sorry, my stepsister just had a child, but uh, she's already got him like out on kind of like the mini skis, even though it's just kind of like a baby and like getting him like used to the mountain. But like, how, how young were you when you started skiing? Is it that type where she just puts skis on you and just kind of pushes you down I, until you figure it out or how's that? Yeah. Like one very early, very early memories I can recall was I, maybe I was like, you know, four, close to five. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad took me on this 
Bonnie Hill just outside the city. And I just remember I kept saying my skis were crooked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason. I, I think they were crossing. Yeah. So um and then from then on, kinda a little bit fast forward, I just started skiing with my mom. Uh-huh. And it wasn't it wasn't long after I was just going by myself. Yeah. It was it, fun. And I, then, I, I mean, yeah. I know this is a strange question because we live in the state of Texas, but do you ever ski anymore? Um, I try to. There were several years like, you know, try to sneak in a trip to Colorado. Yes. That's definitely one of my favorites. I like Tahoe area. Yeah. On yeah, the yeah. on the Nevada side, they have some nice slopes. Um but actually recently we were going to President's Day MLK uh President's Day tournament uh-huh. on the over the holiday. And since we were in Colorado, we were able to stay a few few days um in in the ski resort and yeah. And we snuck in some skiing, so it was fun. Hey, yeah. there you go, there you go, passing it, passing it down. But yeah. uh, anyway, but uh, so you, but you you eventually land on hockey, kind of being your right. main uh, priority here. So I wanted to play soccer because it was very popular. Yeah, and also there was history in my family. My my grandpa was a a long time uh, member of the board, mm-hmm. um, and he was a soccer referee. Yeah. Um, so after, you know, he retired, he basically had like a, uh, lifetime season ticket. Mm-hmm. And so me and my aunt who taught me how to skate, mm-hmm. uh, we were going every Sunday. It was, it was very fun. There, oh, so you were going to the soccer games? It's to the soccer games. Yeah. So, so yeah. is it, is it as crazy? Is it kind of like that? Uh, well, I don't want to call them like soccer hooligans or whatever, but do you have hooligans? Do you have, uh, are people getting crazy? Oh, it was, are they drinking yeah, was... beers? Are they doing the chants or are, are they that type of into it? So you, you had, you know, a little bit of everything, right? Like majority of the people go there, you know, cheer for their home team. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, your, your hardcore fans doing the chants. Yeah. And then you have a visiting teams. So, yeah. you know, for, at the time there were probably, you know, sold out 20,000 people every game. Yeah. Which for, you know, my, our size, uh, our town size, it's, it's pretty, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were, there were definitely, you know, we were able to see it from up high from the stands, but there were, there were some rough stuff. Yeah. But yeah. No, at the cause... time, you know, in, and also like, you know, in that, during that regime, um, the, the security, you know, by the police and whoever was, it's pretty hardcore, pretty strict. So they didn't put up with, uh, you know, much of a shenanigans. So, so, they... so, so what, I mean, speaking on that, if you don't mind uh, me asking yeah, you this question, absolutely. like what kind of, what is, what does Slovakia look like right now when you're talking about that regime? What, what is, well, so, what, what's, what's the history lesson here? Right, right. So Slovakia was always, you know, I mean, not always, but starting after World War One. Czech Republic and Slovakia formed a federation of Czechoslovakia. Yes. And so they in under Czechoslovakia, you know, you know, it's a spelling B word mm-hmm. as I, as I learned. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You, you can spell it though, right? Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. And, uh, <clears throat> so they were, because it's a, such a long word and you know, they're in, <clears throat> in, in, in in America, in English language, the abbreviations are very popular, so it would always get cut to Czech. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, it's it was always 
you know, a little bit hard to swallow for us because we are You're not Czech. left we're, out. We're, we're Slovaks. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But so in that regime, you know, Czechoslovakia was formed um, as, a, as a free democratic country. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as for, and then after World War II, they were a little bit diving into history. As you mentioned, there were, you know, free elections. Um, and then there was a coup and, uh, basically communists took over yeah. and established a dictatorship, wow. um, in, uh, in 1948 and wow. between 1948 all the way until 1989, you know, Czechoslovakia was, um, it was called Czechoslovak Socialistic Republic. Yeah. Part of, you know, under, under heavy, heavy Russia control yeah. and, and Eastern Bloc and. That's how things were, but you know, in, so that, that's the part on that regime. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no really a freedom. Yeah. If you will, or, you know, the freedom as, as you would understand it in the, in the Western culture, yeah. free freedom of speech, freedom of religion, all your basic freedoms. Like, you know, you, you, you want to watch yourself in terms of who you can talk to, all that kind of stuff, not yeah. get you. And as you know, this is part of it. I started kind of getting when I was getting into my teenage years, Yeah. the rest of it, obviously I learned, you know, from my, my parents, my family, mm-hmm. how things were, you know, um, you hear stories, things like that. Um, the one positive thing was that, you know, that the socialist regime or, you know, the communist party was strong in supporting sports. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of, you know, advantage for people like, you know, me and, and all the kids Yeah. that, you know, my, I, you know, went through all the youth hockey sports, playing hockey and, um, the biggest expense my parents had to put out was buy me a pair of skates. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't, and I don't, know, I don't want to try and make this more, you know, crazy, you know, no, no. Than it, than it already is, but yeah. did, did hockey allow you a sort of kind of, uh, an escape? Cause I'm assuming in these times, if you're kind of not doing something like that, then what are you doing? Like if you're not into those a- sports? Absolutely. Absolutely. That gives you, you know, you uh, get yeah. to, you know, travel around, you get to socialize with the people on your team. So even with some strict rules there, it at least gives you something to kind of, uh, I don't want to say distract because that's not why we, you know, no, it just, hockey, you know, you, it's, it, it's a way how to kind of stay out of it. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. you know, you're, you have to be part of that society and that regime, but then at the same time, and especially in youth sports, you're, you're in a way pretty well isolated Yeah, from, you know, all the, yeah. all the extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was propaganda we did in school, like yeah, marching on a May 1st and, you know, all the other, all the other things. Um, they like to push on, push on citizens and yeah. you just have to kind of keep up with it. Well, and so, and, the, and we if might. you want to preserve yourself. Yeah. And we, so, and here's the thing, we might've talked about this in, on the last podcast. I can't really remember, but how did you end up over here? I can't, I can't seem to remember. So I end up, um, I was playing, um, in France uh-huh. at the time. Um, in, in late nineties and previously during the summer, um, actually before I joined that club in, in French top league in Lyon, mm-hmm. which was actually very fun. And, uh, one of the definitely best hockey memories out there, mm-hmm. 
Um, I was in touch with the club in Denmark and I, I went there, spent time with there, with them. Um, but they were, for whatever crazy reason, they were, they were saying they were going to offer me a contract, but yeah. I didn't have a contract and it's, it was kind of dragging too long. Season was getting to start. Yeah. And you know how things are when season starts, everybody have teams set and to crack in roster, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. So I kept pushing at the time and I didn't really have anything. So they did not make any moves. So I talked to actually one of my, one of the Finnish players who was on my team mm -hmm. and you know, he become kind of friends at the time. And he said like, that's crazy. They don't give you a contract. Like what, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I would like to know myself. And so he gave me contact for a Swedish coach, um, in, in Lyon in France mm -hmm. and I contacted him and I told him I'm looking for a spot. Like I told him briefly my situation. Yeah. He said, well, I, I can offer you a tryout, come down and we'll take it from there. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know is, you know, I went to the airport, um, jump, jump on a plane to, to Switzerland. Yeah. Um, went to France. There was actually one very interesting situation there because, um, I was buying a one-way ticket. I didn't have a, the, the best way to fly from Prague. That's where I had my return ticket to mm -hmm. from, from Copenhagen was to go to, um, I think Davos, which is just across the border from, uh, from Leon. It's a couple hours drive or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I just bought a one-way ticket and, um, as I'm boarding, um, at the time, Czech airlines were like, you cannot have one-way ticket. I'm like, why not? Cause you're going to Switzerland. I'm like, so, um, yeah. going to France. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just kind of one of those, you scratch your head situation. Right. But basically what they were saying is that I'm buying one-way ticket to go to Switzerland to work stay in the country and work oh, there illegally. Yeah. So they made me sign some kind of whatever paper where I was declaring that if I would be refused to enter Switzerland and uh -huh. they will fly me back, but then I will have to pay them back. I was like, whatever, just give me a paper. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. It's, yeah. but it kind of, you know, put weird thoughts in the back of your head, right? Right. Like yeah, yeah. 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 You're flying to destination. So I'm, you know, uh, thinking hard and long and, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to France. Cause at that point you're committed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, so, yeah. you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. So I landed in, in Switzerland, you know, I'm walking to that, uh, counter with passport control. A guy looked at me like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to France. Like he looked at me again, gave me a stamp. All right. Good luck. Have a good day. Uh -huh. And like, you know, at that point, like a big boulder went off your shoulders yeah, because yeah. now you just, know you're making it through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I met the guy, they transported me to France. Um, next day I went to practice. I started practicing with them. I think, you know, it was like for about a week, mm -hmm. played a couple of games there. They offered me a contract. So I was, yeah, everything was going good. Yeah. Um, you know, we played, we had a very young team over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like one couple of Czech guys. Um, uh, I was on the Slovak. Um, there were a couple of Finnish guys. 
you know, one Finnish guy, one Canadian, a couple of Swedish guys. This big, uh, and the rest of French guys. It was yeah. a big international group. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then all of a sudden, somehow, some way, uh, the Danish club filed a complaint on International Hockey Federation on me <laughs> that, that I have a valid contract with them. And but they never offered you one, correct? Well, they offered me one verbally, but right. they were they were claiming that that the verbal they have a signed paper. By me, which I never did. Right, yeah. So at that point, um, the rules of International Ice Hockey Federation is that before they, or while they are able to investigate. Um, you can't play? You can't play. Right. So you can't play in Europe, you can't play. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, the president from the club called me up, said, what's up? And... You know, he said, if you can get it sorted out, like, you know, you can come back. Um, so I went back to Slovakia, uh, tried to talk to a person on, on uh, the ice hockey federation. Um, and it was, you know, it was kind of discouraging also. Yeah. So the, the person was actually from my hometown originally mm -hmm. and he was heading the section where, where these things are, are going through. Yep. And he said, well, boy, if you don't help yourself, nobody's going to help you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you are a country hockey federation. Right. And I'm, I'm asking you for help. Yes. Yes. He's like, well, I really can't do anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I may have said some bad words to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I left and it's like, what am I going to do? So, and then kind of actually before I left for Slovakia, um, one of the, one of the players there, <laughs> he said, well, you know, try to solve it out so you can come back. But if not, like reach out to this guy. And he was, uh, he was an agent. Mm -hmm. Um, so I reached out to him You know, I briefly told him that situation because I tried to contact the federation and yeah, they weren't getting anywhere. No, no, no avail. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. Like you get more out of talking to the wall. Right. So, uh, yeah. At, at that point. So that was just very frustrating. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and the only option for me was to stay playing hockey was play in uh, North America. Yeah. So. Cause if you had, if you had tried to continue to play overseas, you, you would have run into the same problem. Is that. Yeah. Correct? They would yeah. not, they would not issue you, uh, like a player card. Right. Basically. Oh, okay. Well, so that's, you're just, that's, that's, crude, that's, 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 that's one way to get here, but I feel like you must've liked it. I mean, you're still here, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, you know, I went, I, I got help. I got great help from that agent and I kind of lost contact with him, but I, I, I still want to find him. Yeah. Um, he was a French Canadian guy Yeah. and he, he helped me great. But he helped you out in kind of like a time of need yeah, when you most, were, most, when yeah, you, most when, definitely when you were needing that help and couldn't yeah. get it from and the then, people that you, you know, the rest, I just, I think with my drive, focus and dedication, I, yeah. I was determined to go after things I wanted to go to. Yeah. And then when it was time to, you know, it was not looking at. I'm going to be able to make NHL, which is fine. Yeah. I, I still had a nice, uh, nice career playing 
very high levels, uh, top levels on the junior levels, mm -hmm. um, playing professionally, yeah. major and minor leagues. Yeah. Uh, it, it was great fun. I made a lot of, you know, great coaches. I made some not so nice coaches too. <laughs> hey, there's some of those that's out there. Probably. how it is, but yeah. you know, it's just, you, the biggest, biggest thing for me is just, you know, you listen and, yeah. and you take what you can help you, yeah. help, help you grow. Yeah. And then once you get to the point, be able to pass it on, um, from, from your position to help somebody else yeah. grow, whether it's as a coach or, or, or players. Yeah. So I got a quick question for you. This yeah. might not be a quick question, but when you're over in Slovakia and you're about to leave and you're about to go to France, are you thinking I'm moving out of Slovakia for good? I'm going to find a way to, to stay out of Slovakia. Or are you homesick at all? Or what, what, what is that like when you're traveling around the world, you're still young, you're kind of running into these things at any point? Are you like, okay, I'm just going to go back home. I don't, this is just too much. How, how is that? Are you feeling any of that? Or what was that like? That's... Or were you just glad to get out? Well, no, I cannot say I'm glad to get out. I mean, as I probably didn't put that there. small. No, no, no. I, I totally understand. I, I think I'm gonna. I think my answer will satisfy that, um, or you know, at least this part, because I think your your question is 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 very complex and is touching a lot of lot of areas. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's that's my job, for us. So. I I like <laughs> I like I like it because it's, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. So, you know, overall, I cannot say I'm. You know, I was glad to get out of Slovakia. Mm -hmm. Now. It's my home country. It's, you know, it's yeah. where I grew up. That's where oh, my and I know you're very, friends are. And I know you're very proud of Slovakia, so I didn't want to put it. I am. Yeah. I am, but I'm proud of other things as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's the next, you know, as, as, as we evolve and, and move forward and gain new perspectives. I, I can say, partially, I was, I was glad to get out away from certain things. Right, yeah, yes. And yes, that, yes. that part, yes, yes, absolutely. Right. And, you know, just go out there. Now, I, I, I have to be honest, I, I didn't really think in those dimensions mm -hmm. what's next in terms of, am I coming back? Uh, I will never come back, that type of situation. That, I, I just didn't think that. Yeah, yeah. My, what I was thinking and focusing on is looking forward in front of me mm -hmm. and, and focusing on the things I, I want to achieve. Right. I, right. I think that that was my approach. Yeah. But you were self, I mean, you don't get there without just being self-motivated in the per first place. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because I was having this conversation with uh, another coach who will go unnamed. Um, right. But I was ha having this thing about like motivating players and, you know, there's this, like, there's a real big push for, you know, and, and this isn't in competitive level, but, you know, a, a real big push into motivating your players. And although I think that that's true to a degree, like the player should be self more self-motivated. And this is kind of just a broad, you know, I'm not, not all the kids are like this, but there is just something to like when you see kids make it, you know, into playing high level juniors or uh, college or professionals, like they got there because they were extremely self-motivated. They didn't necessarily have to wait for the coach to motivate them, you know? So it's one of those things where like I get motivating your team, but, you know, they need to find, be able to find that on their own. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you, you know, as a player, as a coach, but, it, it, you know, this can go general for, you know, just about anything. But since we are obviously talking about hockey, you have to have that drive. 
Yeah. You have to, you know, you have a talent and you have to have a drive. And it's... If you want to make it. It's, it's a yeah. cliche, but, you know, I had a teammate. We grew up together. Um, extremely talented. Extremely talented. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm pretty sure, you know, you and listeners are 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 aware who who Pavel Dimitra was. Yeah. Yeah. So my hometown team and his hometown team, we were playing games back and forth together and we were always competing against champ with the championships with their hometown team. Yeah. Um, you know, he was very talented back then. Yeah, he was he was uh, a great NHLer. Absolutely. But great. this this guy I'm talking about, like he was more talented than Demetra, really? trust me, hands down. He went on to play actually a couple of seasons in Quebec Major Junior League. Yeah, um, and it just just couldn't handle it. Yeah, just, what uh, what was what was the reasoning or what was the? I I'm not exactly sure, but I I think that you know me knowing him growing up, um, I think the drive was missing there. Yeah, yeah. So, and he you know he came back, played in Slovakia for a few more years, but then just kind of yeah. you know it got to the point where you just. That's it. Well, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's that's what I was getting to is you know, talent is 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 something not everybody have. Yeah, but you know, hard work, dedication, and and that drive and and motivation mm -hmm. can and it has been obviously proven many times can surpass yeah. any any amount of talent. Yeah. So, and I I think what happens sometimes, and I'm just gonna kind of specify this with hockey. Um, but I feel like what happens sometimes is that there's a kill. There's a kid that like is obviously very, very naturally talented or naturally skilled or, or or good at the sport, you know, and they enjoy it. But then you know maybe they play for a few seasons and they start to not really enjoy it so much. But they feel like they have a responsibility to continue to play because they are good and they know they're good. But like I just don't think that that is sustainable, especially when you could probably be good at something else that you're you're not able to spend time on because you're doing something that you're not really motivated to do. Does that make sense? I just I see it, it a it lot. It does, yeah. But I, I think I feel like, I mean, I I think I have mentioned it in our last podcast, but also a big part of that is, you know, no matter how 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 much drive and and dedication you have. I think you also have to keep it humble. Yeah. And, you know, just do your job and be a good teammate, mm -hmm. all that kind of things. Um, but have, you know, have that self-awareness, have that check. And then obviously young kids, you know, they don't know any better, but yeah, that's why the coaching is right, is very important mm -hmm. to help them, help them to be at that level. Yeah. And, and know how to deal with these situations yeah yeah and i think that and it, it's one of those things you know i i would still consider myself a little bit of a uh, younger coach comparatively to some of the people i look up to you because the weird thing is that like there's coaches that i look up to that are uh older than me but it's like i try and almost just kind of like steal things from them when i say steal i don't mean like drills or sometimes drills i'm not gonna lie but you know a lot of times it's it's the way that they either communicate to their players or um, there's just like kind of something ab about them, but Boris, you're just, you're one of those, you're one of those people. You're, well, I, I, I try and, I try and steal stuff, uh, stuff that you do. Um, and I've seen you work you said that you were, um, uh, doing the mites this year. You did the mites this year, right? Yeah. Six, you, I do. But that takes like a special kind of 
skill set. And I, I've almost said before that, and this isn't a real thing, but I, I've always just had this thought that I feel like everybody should have to coach. If you're going to coach hockey, you should have to coach one year of eight U. You should just have to coach one. And then that way it'll just give you like a, a better uh, point of view on like, you know, on how to communicate, yeah. on how to communicate to people that are just like, no, like I don't want to, right. You know, you can't, I, uh, I, agree. So I feel like they should all do it. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's fun and it's challenging. I'm, I can say, you know, even with the 10 U group in ULS I work with this year, um, six U, eight U, but also eight U players I have had, um, you know, working within my lessons, like I, I, I see a, a great, nice progress with everyone when we look back at the beginning of last season mm -hmm. and where they are right now, the things they are capable of doing, yeah. um, and then diving into, you know, more challenging, more challenging stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, in my book, and I think that's where I have it from the coaches I grew up under, um, skating is absolutely the most important. Yep. Um, you just have to skate, skate, skate. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I, I just feel weird saying that. No, no, no. But yeah, I think there, you know, there are situations where, so, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to name names or anything like that, but just in the overall, in the big picture, I've seen situations actually in this past season where players have been put in the situations which were above, above their head. Yeah. And that, I, I think there is a disconnect in the development mm -hmm. in those terms yep. where there is a good progression. Like, you know, I hear from, you know, some players who are eligible to play one more season of aid you, you know, mm. they are doing very well. It's great. If you can try out and maybe get that exception to play 10 you one year earlier. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not for everybody. If, if it's, if somebody is ready, the coaches think that they would like that player. Yeah. You know, it's great. But at the same time, playing aid you is not end of the end of the world. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the most important is, is that development in those situations and the players being coached age appropriately. Yes. And yes. You know, because I've been running into this, like actually I talked to one parent in, in Colorado Springs where we were mm -hmm. and it's, uh, I guess he was a trail parent and he goes like, yeah, we, we have to do everything ADM. We have to do everything ADM, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the small area yeah. developmental program. Um, but ADM doesn't really mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not like going to have a rally here for ADM. <laughs> what I, what I, what I want to say is there are many areas to explore what the ADM is and it's about the execution. Right. It, it can be six stations. Mm -hmm. The ice is broken up into six stations, Right. but it doesn't have to be. Right. Right. And. As opposed to it, you know, it doesn't need to be full ice. For older age groups, it can be. Mm -hmm. It's what is the best for the group of players and their level yeah. to help them 
develop transferable skills. Yeah. I, I think that's to evaluate the talent you have and apply and put them in the situations which will help them. They will yeah. challenge them, yeah. which will help them. But if you, I don't know, put uh, a team on the travel level, play against tier one, triple A team, yeah. well, the A team is not in a good situation. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not good for everybody. Right. And I'm not saying something like this exactly happened, but just in overall, I think from that experience, I, I've seen there was a disappointment mm -hmm. um, and just the side note, I was not part of this, but I guess because, you know, people, you know, share certain information around in the hockey world and I'm always, you know, interesting to, to hear yeah. what the situation is. Um, it, it's... I think it can be also dangerous because it can turn kids away from the sport. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's kind of like, um, I do think it's possible to like, and a lot of times this isn't intentional, but you can set a kid up for failure if you're not really paying attention. Uh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. and, and the other thing too, is that I feel like hockey can already be, and depending on the age, hockey can already be frustrating to like learn and to like get good, you know, and, and you have to be able to kind of like, push through, you know, not being good for a little bit and push through that. But there's a difference between doing that and then setting it up to make it even more uh, difficult for them. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it, it's like, absolutely. I, I think this is the, the most greatest example here. Look at the little rookies program. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, 20, 30, 60. I heard you guys had 90 kids. We have 93. It's, it's. I've never seen, I've never seen it before. 93. It, it's great. It's very challenging. Yeah. Um, there is the session coming up in ULIS that sold out at 60. Yeah. But just, just the process, like, you know, for people who may have, some people might be familiar with it. Uh -huh. Some are not. You know, you have these kids, some of these kids may have public skating a little bit. Some of these kids may have skated a little bit before. Yeah. And then you have kids who never stepped on the ice. Yeah. And then you just, you see how, how they carry themselves. Yeah. Some, they're going to fall 20 times. They're going to get up and just keep going. Yeah. Some are a little bit shy. Some have a hard time. Yeah. Some cry. So you are or, to have, yeah. you know, yeah. those situations. Mm -hmm. And it starts there. And, but helping them in their own speed and pace and way. Yeah. Will, at the end of the that program right. will get everybody off the bucket. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's almost kind of, it's not being like, why are you on the bucket? It's more like, how do we get you yeah. off of the bucket? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, sometimes exactly. I think the parents and sometimes coaches too, and they can be to, too like result oriented to where it's like, get that result. And it's like, yeah. well, tell me how to get there. Tell me how to, you know, and sometimes it's just talking to them calmly and being like, everything's fine. Like I'm right here for, you know, but that, but you, you're, you're, you're taking inventory of what that kid needs at that time. And when it's someone that's never skated before, if they happen to be on a bucket and they're freaking out and they're crying, you're just trying to get them not focused on their parents, first of all. And you just want them to keep their eyes on the ice and start moving forward instead of backwards away from the door, you know? Exactly, exactly. But in that moment, that is what's necessary. And I also think that that's why good uh, good coaches, I think, should coach at you at some point because you'll have a kid that just absolutely is bawling his eyes out, crying and screaming, and you have to try and figure out how to, you know, 
yeah. make 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 that player the best player possible uh, in the long run. So I do think that uh, that that's definitely uh, something there. Um, so Boris, I kind of we're getting a little bit closer to the to the end here. Um, I did want to talk to you about your future plans and uh, what you have going on because I know that the um, you know the season is winding down, which I uh, am excited about as uh, somebody that works in an ice rink things are winding down so you know we can maybe have a little bit more time but with that i'm sure you're planning on continuing to do your lessons but uh anything else uh in the future plans uh what's going on with you well uh you know there you almost must have, always must have some some plans um you know some might be concrete some might be because you're more you, on a on a vision you're an idea guy I always feel like you come to me and you have like an idea. Yeah, you talk yeah. about your ideas, I, but you're just, you always have, and you always, you almost have kind of like a look and it's like, oh, Boris has an idea and you'll kind of come over. It's just, I've, I've, I've been a part of it so many times, but I like it. I like that you're an idea guy. Yeah. So I'm sure you got some ideas going on and you don't have to tell us what those ideas are, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you know, short term looking forward is, you know, season is over. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to rest for a little bit some, or are you just going to keep? It, it, it depends. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's exciting time. Um, a lot of people who were not successful in the way, what their goals were, or I mean, players before yeah, yeah. the last season, you know, they're, they have been w working hard during the season and they're willing to work even harder, getting ready, prepare them for, Perfect. for coming up, you know, tryouts and, and, and next season. Yeah. So I'm already hearing, you know, from people that, you know, what we can set up, set up lessons, keep going. And obviously I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And it, you know, the fun part is also different age groups require different, different approach. Um, yeah. always, you know, challenging. Yeah, at, at at the different levels. Yeah, but but as far as your private lessons yeah. are concerned, are you doing mostly younger kids or just everything from? Um, I actually have several different age groups. Yeah, so, yeah, good. Yeah. So so anybody that might be interested could uh, reach out to you. Is that well, well I, I guess not anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. I reach out. I, so anyway, so outside of that, I I think last week last year, um, we put together a little three on three travel spring league team yes i've um, heard about this so that that, that was fun mm -hmm. um so it looks like um it it, it may happen again yes yeah. this, this spring season and you know like another great part about that is you know it's played half ice yeah and you are playing three on three you are learning absolutely crazy transferable skills yeah you can take with you to wherever you will go. Yeah. And if you're managed to able to read the ice, read, get open. Yeah. Uh, find those passing lanes. So So I really like three on three for a couple of the reasons you just said. It's it, it really opens up those passing lanes. And the other thing is like puck support. Like you have to support the Absolutely. puck in three on three. Yeah. And the other thing that I like about it is that really I know essentially you have like two forwards and a D, but not really. I feel like if you're really going to do it, everybody's just all over the place and you can change in and out yeah. with anybody at any point. Um, it allows for more creativity. You know? I, I, I agree. I agree. But I would add to that that you know, it just depends how you want to run it. But yeah. 
you know, I for the players to get something out of it, you just don't roll three players one after another. Yeah. And and you help them recognize those situations where there is no, for example, there is no set defenseman. There yeah. is there is a defensive player. Right. Who is that defensive player? To close the the closest one to the to, net to, to the net yeah. to the goalie. Yeah. And the other two have to recognize it. Yeah. Am I the last one? Yeah. And it's already helping them recognize those situations in a split second on the ice. Yeah. Turn constant turnovers. Yeah. And I think also. Compared to the full eyes, if players are able to navigate and, and successfully manage correct mistakes they make on half eyes, yeah. there is absolutely no issue they will be transferring it to the full eyes situations at the appropriate age, age appropriate age groups, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, um, and, and here's the other thing. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. But I think that another reason that I like it and something I'm trying to work with with my high school team, I love when I love when players shoot the puck. You have to shoot the puck to score. I'm not saying that shooting, I like pucks on net. I get that. But I feel like another thing that three on three does is that it puts more of an emphasis on possession of the puck and setting up for like a, a good opportunity. Because if right. you lose possession of the puck, it's kind of it's a little bit more difficult to get that possession back as long as everybody can kind of play the game decently. Well, I, absolutely. It goes back to, you know, like if as a team or you want to be a puck chasing team or yeah. puck possession. Right. But, but, but you know, for, for both, you, you need very strong skating. Right. Oh, yes. So yes. we were just but, know, but, going but, back. But, but, yeah. But I mean, three, three on three, a rebound could literally be hard enough to go back down the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's uh, like you got to uh, really, because we, we actually set up something. We, we haven't really done it in a while. But uh, we had a thing where uh, Brian Lee, who isn't here anymore, Brian left, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he he moved to uh, Pennsylvania. But anyway, it used to be Mill, okay. me. Yeah. Uh, but we would just play like, you know, uh, half ice kind of three on three. And all the goals that were scored, there were really no shots. It was always just like backdoor two on O's or like, you know, but it, it was just all like creative, creative. Right, so I'll, 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 I'll add to this. And actually, so it crossed my mind as we are, you know, talking about this. And that's actually a part I didn't get to when I was, well, I kind of started talking about ADM. Yeah. Because, you know, when I first started USA Hockey doing ADM, I was like, you know, th this is great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's how you do it and mm -hmm. how you have those players to move and transfer those skills into the game-like situations yeah. from cross eyes to, to bigger eyes. Yeah. I grew up and we did so many drills, ADM-like style. Yeah. We just didn't even know, you know, this right. is the drill we are doing. Mm -hmm. So we were doing it. I was looking at it and also, you know, learning more about it. I'm like, that's great, but I, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, you know, years ago when I was growing up. Yeah. But another part I'll tell you is a lot of times, you know, we were supposed to have in youth hockey, you know, we were supposed to have regular practice. Coaches came up, tossed a puck, full, full, full practice scrimmage. Everybody were happy. Yeah. But even more so, actually, we enjoyed more when coach put the nets in the one zone and we played cross ice mm -hmm. three on three. Yeah. Because it was more fun than playing full ice. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. We, uh, we actually had a high school practice the other day and they, they decided to do that. I said, you guys can pick anything that you want to do, you know, cause they, they had a good game. They, they won. 
uh, you know, they've just been, they've been good lately. And I just, I wanted to allow them to kind of pick a drill, which I usually don't do, but that was the first one. And they all said it at like the same time. They were like, have ice three on three, have ice three on three, you know? Yeah. It's and a- like, look at any NHL teams, how many teams yeah. are incorporating this in their practices yeah. on, on, on the regular basis. Just yeah. Because you have that contact, you have to make decisions quickly. Yeah. If you put 10 U's on the full ice, yeah. you know, they're little guys. Yeah. If there is one good skater, they can skate through everybody and score yeah. seven goals. Okay, that's great. But if you put them in a smaller area, yeah. everybody gets involved, everybody gets more puck touches. And I'm just, yeah. and I feel weird because this is what USA Hockey is, yeah. is saying, but it's it's true. It's This mm-hmm. is how this is how Dimitra grew up. This is how many of the guys, yeah. they grew up playing the game like this, which helped them to gain the skills and and get to the levels where where they were able to get yeah and the other thing i know the positioning is a little bit different because like we said there's not any set positions but you know if it's five on five and there's one kid that's out of position like yeah it might still be okay everything might be fine if you're three on three and somebody's out of position or not covering their guy you're in big trouble you know it's and the other thing too and we we kind of started to do this at the we were having trouble getting them to stay on their person uh, when I say they, I mean like the centers and the two D. Like they would all, they would kind of like two of them would go to one person, leaving somebody open. Like we just couldn't figure it out. So we just had them play three on three, but we made them stick with the, the same person just, just for a little bit, just so it, they understood that, oh, like if everybody just takes a guy, like this actually does work like really well, you know? Yeah. But but they had to learn that from three on three. Absolutely. And step, it, up, it, step up from that, you, you kind of abandon that you are only covering this player. Yeah. And if the two players are close to each other, yeah. they switch the coverage. Well, so and if the, they are able to do this on yes. the on on the smaller ice, yep. I guarantee you, once you put them on the big ice, yeah, they will be doing. Well, because the thing was, I I was trying to kind of recreate something because like I'm not saying I don't need my centers and my two D to pay attention to the points, but like that's really not like their focus. Like they need to be focused on kind of like. You know, on the net and it just we, we did eventually allow them to start covering more or you know not covering the same person but it's like i had to make that like just a baby step up you know they they had to see that it actually did work and i wasn't just lying to them and right. then once they saw it work then it ended up being better but just yeah the three on three yeah so i mean and outside of that um so i had the kind of like an idea we've done it in the past um where we brought some teams from Slovakia to participate in uh, tournaments in DFW. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something I'm looking into. I, I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, there were, you know, there were players like, so, uh, so I, you said I'm proud Slovakian. I, I will say that I'm also proud American. Yes. Because I am a U.S. citizen too, so I'm a yes. citizen. So I had a hard time seeing the, at the Olympics, uh, I was going to ask you about this, but yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Slovakia eliminating yeah. U.S. Yeah. I, I think it was a great game. Yeah. Um, you know, I was... Were you torn at all or were you straight Slovakia? It's, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's like a win-win or lose-lose. Yeah, lose or, I, yeah, I don't know. So. There, were, there were, you know, in the past world championships, I don't remember exactly, but... You know, there were some, there, I think there was a, there were some quarterfinal games. Yeah. Um, or even the bronze medal game, U.S. beat Slovakia. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just, I felt content. At the same time, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. me being, you know, like to have fun. My brother was taking those situations very hard. Yeah. So I, I, I was teasing him. I was keep telling him, uh, we got the bronze. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like, shut up. But yeah. you yeah. know, it's, you know, just all good teasing. So anyway, but what, what I mentioned that is the captain of the team, um, on team Slovakia who won first ever bronze medal from Olympics. Yes. I mean, first medal ever yeah. from, which was bronze. He was, he is the guy who was the kid who was part of this exchange programs and came to DFW and was playing at the local tournaments. Oh, really? oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. That's cool. So the local family actually, you know, were hosting him. Yeah. They, they formed a long, yeah, I'm sure lifelong yeah. connection. Yeah. Right. And Another so family. Yeah. That's, that's kind of idea behind bringing the team from, from overseas. No, that'd be and awesome. In a similar way, what I was looking at, uh, at the situation, you know, going to bring, uh, kids from, from DFW, mm -hmm. uh, and go play a few games to Slovakia this summer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still, it's still real. However, unfortunately the current world situation, yeah. um, is uncertain. So hopefully things can get better and. You know, we can all safely travel the world without, you know, being afraid yeah. um, of things, what might, might not happen. Who knows? So, yeah. That, yeah. so that's, that's got put on hold, unfortunately. Yeah. But there were a lot of people, you know, excited, um, giving their, their players this experience and it's, it's, it's great experience. No, I, th I, know, th I think that hockey, hockey unites yeah, the world yeah. and gives, you know, gives you opportunity to travel, see other parts of the world. Like it's, it's, it's priceless. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And I, uh, I'm sure you saw like the, the video of the kids, the, the hockey kids over in Slovakia, freak yeah, out whenever yeah. they want. That was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. I, I, I'm assuming, so I'm assuming that hockey is still uh, doing well in, in Slovakia. Uh, at the moment it's yeah it's there is a lot of excitement like yeah. they, you know they had the Times square in the capital full yeah. celebrating um the whole country Th think about that could get a lot more kids into hockey uh, absolutely you know? absolutely because like... it's you know it's because slovakia was uh i think it was sometimes in early 2000 where slovakia won the world championship gold medal mm -hmm. and there was a lot of excitement obviously yeah um and then, but I think at the time, you know, the, the federation and, and people in charge kind of slept through that momentum Yep. and nothing really capitalized out of that. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of people right now looking at that and, and, you know, are saying like, you know, this is great, but then let's help, let's help the sport. Right. Let's support it. Um, so I, I think there is definitely a better light at the end of the tunnel there. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually just learned that, um, my old teammate and, and friend is involved in this, uh, initiative. Um, I think like the local, it's kind of like, uh, I would call it like a district government is supporting building a, another rink in my hometown. Yeah just for youth hockey, which, which that's, that's great. Yeah. That's no, great. That's what you want to see. You want to yeah, yeah. put more kids on the ice and yeah, get them away from, uh, 
yeah all the all the consoles and <laughs> and and tablets and yeah and everything what this this new age brings yeah no it, it certainly does bring a lot but uh um all right well boris this was another good episode and i'm, I'm glad that we kind of got to talk a little bit more about your uh home country and uh, a little bit uh, we get to learn a little bit more about you boris and i really appreciate you for coming on uh but we have one more thing and i don't know if you remember that we do this uh but we do the shout out do you remember the rules of the shout out uh yeah i think so it just has so to be, be it just has anyone. to be positive and it can be anything it could be people it could be an idea it could be it could be anything but um since you've been on before uh I'll let you take it away well i definitely i'm you know i'm thankful for my family everybody who who are instrumental and helped me um to get where i you know where i am and i'm looking forward to to help more people and then be be beneficial in in uh players development yeah um definitely i would like to you know give shout out to just finished all dsmhl playoff and all the teams um you know no matter what the result is uh I think it's, you know, great moving forward. Keep working hard. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the sport. Um, currently going all the travel playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, all, all the people in hockey. Um, I think I would have one thing I would actually kind of add there is that I wish parents can conduct themselves and, and <laughs> act like an adult. Yeah. And remove them from remove themselves from the situation and like truly cheer for the sport and for their kid. Yeah. And and look over from all the all the all the noise. Because at the end of the day it's if it was this result or that result, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We always have something else to look forward to okay. and which will help us get better. Yeah. Get better as a person, as a people. Um you know, perfecting our sport, our skills. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's the better attitude than, than focus on the negative things, which will drag you down. Yeah. And I, so. and if I can piggyback off that, cause you know, I've, well, I've seen this you know, hundreds of times probably, but there, there's a situation to where the parent ends up being much more upset, whether or not it's because of a loss or a referee, whatever. I, I see it so often where the parents are more upset than the kids. The kids are handling it much better and they're the ones that are actually participating in the event. You know, it's yeah, almost like, okay, um, if your kid is fine with the, like, you know, cause I can understand, you know, feeling bad cause your kid feels bad or your kid was injured on a play. But if, if there's no harm, no foul and, and your, you know, child, you know, got a loss instead of, you know, it, just have him learn from it. And if he's fine with it, there's no reason for you to be 10 times more upset than he or she is. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. That's what matters. Like it, talk to your kid. Like, did you have fun? I, I, yeah, I, I have probably to, did. I have to tell you, like. It, it took me a little bit, and I, I, I think I, I can say I, I learned through this, like, just to kind of, like, have fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, have fun doesn't necessarily mean just not be serious. Right, yeah. Have fun is enjoy it, and, you know, if, if player is smiling at the youth hockey level after losing the hockey game, yeah. it doesn't mean that. They didn't put a hard effort in there. No, yeah. And, but it's not the end of the world either. Yeah. And I think that the people in charge, whether were parents or, or coaches, 
needs to be encouraging. I, and, you know, I give everything heads down to the ones who are. Yeah. But I think that is, 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 is a good, good approach to yeah. be encouraging. Okay. Hey, we just lost a game. It may have been a championship game. Yeah. Well, as it, long as we work hard. And, and I, I actually, I that's had, most important. I had this happen at my last high school game because like I previously was, you know, get, getting a little frustrated, like not over the top, but just a little bit frustrated. And I was kind of thinking, you know, cause I'm trying to motivate them and I'm trying to get them, you know, fired up and I'm trying to do the whole, like, you know, you know, stern to this. The last game, I, I kind of thought I was like, well, what haven't I done in a while? Like, you know, cause what I'm doing, it doesn't seem to be working. I'm not getting through. I was like, well, I haven't really just told them to go out and have fun. I was like, I haven't done that, I think, all season. I don't think I've just told them before the game. You know, they're so used to me going over X's and O's and, you know, being serious and this and that. I went in, I just told them to go out and have fun. And we beat a team that was very, very good. And we don't, we haven't won a lot of games this season, Boris. And it was yeah. one of those where it was like, they did it. They just went out and had fun and they all played amazing and great. And, yeah. it, you know, it was just one of those things to where, like, I was maybe over complicating things and not just allowing them to have fun, you know? And I'm not saying all season, but it's just there's something to that. So absolutely, it is important to have fun. Yeah. So and, and you know what? I think that well, no, that's not going to be my shout out because I have to another shout out. But my side shout out is going to be that we should still have fun playing hockey, being involved in hockey, being a hockey parent. All these things should be fun, making good memories. Uh, and you don't want to make memories where you get like arrested at a rink and have to go to jail. You know, like that's not a good memory. Yeah. And have the determination, be focused <laughs> and work hard. Yes, all of those. Have, have fun while working hard. Yes, have fun while working hard. It's probably the, so, the easiest way to do it. Hockey is a game of mistakes. That's yeah. that's what is the yeah. beauty about it. Well, you just you have to you just have to learn from those mistakes. You know, Absolutely. You, just, you just learn from them. So is life. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and do my shout out. Um, so my shout out. Um, and I'm sure anybody that's had a kid that is involved in any of the tournaments. Uh, but we have these. Um, I guess we'll call them. Uh, uh, tra trainers or the medical staff that they're trainers, right? Am I right, Boris? I think they're trainers, but, uh, my shout out is for them. Uh, sometimes I think they're kind of the, uh, unsung heroes in ways. Um, I end up chatting them up quite a bit when they're here, uh, you know, just because they're sitting inside of a cold rink that they're not usually used to. And, uh, but anyway, a lot of them are like kind of working on like, uh, you know, uh, doing things in life and the uh, medical industry, the medical world, the healthcare. I don't know. I think that's the right word. Um, but I don't know. I really feel like they do a really good job. They're really attentive. And um, I don't know. It's just a good group of people. Um, a lot of the times we have kind of the same um, trainers here on a regular basis. But uh, my shout outs for the trainers because they uh, they're there to make sure that if your child is injured, that he gets the he or she gets the care that he or she needs uh, as soon as possible. And I think that they all do a really good job. So my shout outs for the trainers. Uh, Boris, um, thanks again for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you. One of the reasons why it's fun to have a podcast is because if you miss your friends, you can just tell them to come and talk to me or talk to you and we can just record the conversation. So if I miss you again, I'll just listen to our conversation that we just had. Well, thank you for having me again. And I wish all the best um, to all, all the listeners and everybody out there. Oh, see, and Boris. Thank, thank you. That's what you see. This is why you're uh, this is why you're everybody's favorite uh, episode or most mostly. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank well, you. Boris, thanks for coming on. Now I have to do the Matt Taylor list. Um, OK, so you can catch us on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. That's faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes. Um, yeah, all the places where you can get podcasts uh, either way. 
I'd like to thank Boris once again for coming on. I don't know. We'll probably have him on again at some point. Uh, I feel like he's just going to be a a normal guest. But uh, either way, um, we have episodes coming out every Thursday. So check us out every Thursday. All right. Later, guys.